You are listening to Noteworthy Differences. Julia Lostrom is a Zambian Greek singer, songwriter, and vocal producer based in Melbourne, Australia. Her music is a sensual blend of alternative pop and R&B, creating an intimate connection with listeners through her enchanting melodies and introspective lyrics. Acknowledged by renowned platforms, Julia Lostrom's work has garnered well-deserved recognition with the likes of BBC Radio 1 and The Guardian. Not confined to her solo endeavours, Julia's prowess as a songwriter and vocal producer has seen her working alongside esteemed artists such as Otosan, Jono and Dugong Jr., contributing to their projects and earning millions of plays. Through a diverse upbringing as her wellspring as a wellspring of inspiration, Julie Lostrom continues to carve her own sonic identity that stands out as a beacon of creativity and originality. Her music is a testament to the power of artistic expression, showcasing the beauty and complexity of the human experience in a way that is unique to her own. With a recently released uh, single, High High Vibrations, after the time of the recording, that hit the airways on the 22nd of June, 2023. There is even more excitement to follow or look forward to, or even more singles to be released in the coming months. Hey, welcome to Noteworthy Differences, Julia. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. My pleasure. Um, Let's get into musical background influence. Um, can, Can you tell us about your unique musical background and how it has influenced your sound. Yeah, definitely. Well, I I come from a musical family. There was always music being played in our house. Um, my dad is an amazing singer. He was always singing. Um, <clears throat> but my mom has a very interesting music taste. She loves to listen to meditative music, jazz, soul, um, quite ethereal stuff, um, but also like pop as well. Yep. And my dad... To listen to quite hectic rock, but also jazz. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there was so many different things. And then obviously growing up in Zambia, um, I was exposed to a lot of um, Afro beats and Afro fusion. And, um, I'm a piano from South Africa. Um, so yeah, it was very eclectic tastes in music from a very young age. Um, and I think all of them have really... Um, played a part in the music that I now create and release for myself. Um, yeah. Mm, and um, your music is described as a blend of alternative pop and R&B. Um, you might have touched on it just before, but um, if I'm going to a little bit further, how did you develop the this distinctive style and what draws you to these genres? Well, I think the type of music that I love to listen to I love R&B, I love old school R&B, I love Sade, like warmed tone voices and sensual voices that have like really ethereal production behind it has always um, been really impactful to me for some reason. I don't know, it's just something that I connected to from quite a young age um, and it's the music that I resonate with the most. Um, so I think, yeah, it only made sense to create the music that I love. And it just happened to fall into that line of uh, line of music, yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. And let's talk, uh, yeah, collaborative process and uh, career recognition as a songwriter and vocal producer. 
Um, you've had the opportunity to work with some notable artists. Uh, can you share some insights into the collaborative process and how it has shaped your growth as an artist? Yeah, for sure. Well, the, I love collaborating. It's my favorite way to make music. I love working with producers, other songwriters, other artists in general. I think when you're in a room and you can share your own lived experiences with other people and harness those experiences to create something beautiful, it's quite a magical experience. And every person you work with is a unique experience. Like I can't make something that I would have made with one producer with another. It's very, um, it's an intimate space and, I, and I'm really lucky that people that I've been able to work with have all been very open-minded and um, excited to genre bend because I, I love to fuse different elements of genres. I don't like to stick to very um, confined genres. So it's been fun because, yeah, I've been able to write for all, all sorts of genres. And I think that that's really how I got started is writing for other artists and writing for um, yeah different producers and then realizing, oh, I actually really love the production side of things felt kind of fell into vocal production um but it's i fall in love with it and now i'm such a nerd i just like i love vocal production i'm obsessed with arrangement of vocals and um how to utilize that instrument because your voice is such a powerful tool and you can harness it in so many different oh, yeah. ways and manipulate it in so many different ways um sonically to um create whatever you want really so yeah, it's just been fun learning the production side of things and then really focusing on that with other artists and vocal producing other artists um, and, and their work um, and learning different voices as well. It's been really, really cool and, and insightful for my own project as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, I, I could see like yeah, working with genres outside your own would also help um, kind of sharpen the one that you're currently focused on. Right? Yeah, like, um, working in different with different genres and you you don't confine your space to a small little box it's great because it just opens up so many nuanced sounds that you wouldn't have ever thought to create or ever thought would work um if you didn't hear it in another style um and then implement it into your own your own genre or your own i guess your own aesthetic but yeah it, mm. it's one of my favorite things about it is just like learning from other people yeah, that's right. You know, if we don't, we don't learn in life, so we're, we're not willing to learn in life. You know, we're not growing, right? So <laughs> that's my philosophy, exactly. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and and your work um, has uh, received recognition from prestigious platforms, as we mentioned, um, BBC One, uh, Radio One, and The Guardian. How does it feel to have your music acknowledged on such a significant scale? Um, and how has it impacted your career so far? Oh, it, I mean, it's always nice to get recognition and it's always lovely to um i guess get the validation that you i guess you're working towards something so when somebody of notability has some sort of validation for what you're doing it's mm. always um like shows you're on the good you're on the right track you know what i mean but um yeah. yeah i mean it's definitely it's it's encouraging and it just makes me want to do more and get better as i continue to grow as an artist um but it's not something that I really like dwell on. I think it's it, my main thing is really I want to just make the best music that I can possibly make. And if people like it and resonate with it, then dope. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I think like, yeah, we get get caught in a trap where, um, yeah, if we're seeking recognition, then sometimes we lose the um, the vision of maybe where we, how we started, right? <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. get lost in it mm-hmm. and you forget, you then start to shape yourself around that and you yeah. really forget who you are and the t- and intention that you have behind the reason why you make music in the first place. You can get caught up in the whole quest for validation. Um, and I've seen it, I think, one of the reasons that I love working with so many people is you, you can see their lived experiences and you can see how it affects them. And I've seen it firsthand so, so often that people really lose track of who they are in the scene and in the music. And it's sad sometimes. It's a good reminder. Yeah. And like we'll look at uh, themes and uh, connection with the audience. Um, the, the beauty and complexity of the human experience um, are central themes in your music. Could could you elaborate on how you approach these themes and how, what do you hope for or to convey to your listeners for your lyrics? Well, the music is quite. I, I use I make music for me first and foremost because it's quite a therapeutic process for me. It's, and my music is quite sensual as well, like um, what I've been working on recently and the things that I have coming out. It's it's been quite a healing process. And it's an intimate um, perspective of my life as well and where I've been and where I'm going at the moment. So it, it has been quite um, empowering at the same time, working with people who um, are encouraging of that and working with people who are really open-minded, um, whether it be the producers or um, other songwriters. But I love working with collaborations. Like I love working with other people and I love sharing the experiences and connecting on that and connecting on different cultures or um, whatever it may be that makes us unique, but also connect phonically on something that is so, so special. Um, And this song, High Vibration, there really is just that. Like it's quite a spiritual experience, but also quite, sensual and sexy and inviting and empowering at the same time because it's like we my, I really hope that my music is embraced in that way from an open-mindedness and spiritual sense and mm-hmm. um people open to their own sensual selves and empowering that that side of themselves because a lot of people really hide that side of themselves and it should be embraced and empowered and um, yeah, I think lately the music that I've been working on has just been really empowering. And yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the whole process. Yeah, and I like how you make music for yourself, but um, it's good to see that also people, or you still are forming a fan base, so you know people are loving it, even though. <laughs> so it seems like maybe then, yeah, they're relating. I guess that that's a that's a good sign. No, it's cool. I, I hope they do. Whoever listens to it, I hope they take it in whatever way they need to, um, and in whatever way that it's meant to mean for them. And that, like, that's the thing. I don't want to tell anyone who's listening to my music what to feel or how to feel. I think that whatever it makes you feel, if it makes you feel anything at all, like, then great because. Ultimately, that is the magic of music is it allows us to feel. 
whatever mm. it is that we do. You know? Yeah, it's a really freeing thing to uh, a really freeing thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and with uh, with your ever growing fan base, um, what kind of connection do you strive to establish with your audience through your music? Yeah, well, I just hope people, I hope people come that want to come. You know, I don't wanna. I want my music to just connect to the people that need to hear it and the people who genuinely who are open-minded you know like um my music is quite spiritual so i think it, it would kind of um come across that way and like people who are doing the work on themselves those people who are empowering those people who are um yeah open to their intimate side and essential side um and it is quite ethereal at the same time. So I guess there's something in it where everybody, um, but I think open-mindedness is the most important thing because it is quite, um, it, it's not mainstream. Or I, I mean, it could be, anything could be mainstream these days, but mm. uh, I just feel like the right people will listen to it and they'll love it. So I'm completely open to whoever hears it and resonates it with it in whatever way they need to um yeah but like i said i really i really make this music for me first and foremost and if people connect and resonate with it then they're my people because your vibe attracts your tribe so yeah your vibe attracts your tribe i like that <laughs> <laughs> and um upcoming material and uh, artistic vision let's, let's chat about that um with uh, high vibrations having been released after the time of this recording on the 22nd of June. Congratulations. Yes. Um, how do you hope it uh, would be received by your listeners and fan base? I would love people to listen to it with a glass of wine or a cup of tea. And like in winter, if you're in winter right now in the Southern Hemisphere, then like a nice fire going or like while the sun setting mm -hmm. in an intimate space like it is quite an intimate song and it's quite sexy so like when you're most intimate whether it's with yourself or with another person like however that might be or it's in the northern hemisphere like it'd be dope to just sit by the ocean and just like chill out because it's quite groovy as well so and i all the visuals i shot in water because water is a very um I'm a water sign, so I love to really incorporate um, those elements into my visuals as well because I, I really do believe that um, the way that I represent my music sonically and visually go hand in hand. Um, so it's quite a like wavy song. So, yeah, whether you're sitting by the ocean or whether you're posing up by a fireplace or watching the sunset, um, I think I want it to just be an intimate experience. And however people listen to it and whichever way they digest it, I think is the way that they're meant to. Um, but yeah, I think just go and have a listen to it and I hope you like it. Wait, I'll probably play like a, cause we're in the, in the Southern Hemisphere, both of us, I'll probably overlay a, um, a roaring fire in the background on that when you're, when you're mentioning that. All right. So we'll do that. <laughs> It just yeah, when you're saying that you're like just yeah, just planted the vision in my mind. <laughs> Good, I, I just felt like relaxed. Good. Well, I mean, that's what I want people to feel at the end of the yeah. day because I make I make the music for like 
my mind, you know, and my body and my soul. And it's such a, it's such a like therapeutic experience. And I want people to feel like they're most vulnerable and they're most comfortable and they're most safe when they hear my music. So mm. yeah, however that, however people get to that place, like let this be the soundtrack of their peaceful lives. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like the use of symbology of water as well. Um, I don't know, I wanted to insert, but we can take it out. I'm not sure. But um, you can do yeah, some like, waves. You can do like some waves going. Well, yeah, and you use the you use the like the um the parallelism, yeah. Like um, you know, we talked about some hemisphere and all hemisphere. But did you know as well, uh, with water, for example, water mm. also has symbolism of life, but then also water has symbolism of chaos. Did you know that? I mean, no, I didn't, but it makes sense, it makes total sense because mm. you could have like complete calm serenity just like sitting by a river but then you can also have tsunamis and like crazy rainstorms and shipwrecks Mm. get taken up by these massive waves so yeah but i mean that's the yin and the yang in life isn't it you're always going to have calm in the storm at the same time the white dog and the black dog Mm -hmm. internal battle yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) And in the uh, oh my god, topic there, but in in the uh, industry, <laughs> we'll just go on and say a tangent. Why not? That's yep. my people though. Like I'm such a deep person, anyway. So it's like yeah. I, when when we have conversations with people and they get real deep, I'm like, yes. <laughs> did you end up because I know you collabed then? Well, did you end up uh, having a chat with uh, Carl Kramer on a deeper level because he's a deep, meaningful guy as well. Like he yeah. likes to get it deep in the conversation, but uh, yeah, I like to take love with him. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that man with my whole heart. He is amazing, and it's funny because when we first met, we met at this um, streetwear event in the city, mm-hmm. and we just had a really brief conversation. But it was one of the deepest short yeah. conversations I've ever had. I've never connected with somebody in that world that so like yeah and i was like wow here's my here's my people's i need him in my life mm. and he's just amazing he understands he has a beautiful way of just understanding people exactly for who they are and he's so good at what he does with his visuals and he's the color god like he's just so so immaculate with how he approaches visuals and um his attention to detail is crazy and like i'm just yeah i'm very grateful he came into my life because he's just been a great friend as well just in general like i love hanging out with him um but yeah very very talented visual creator um and human (laughs) in general you know definitely he's the goat even though he's not the goat probably now but in the future he's got high hopes yeah we would high hopes for him definitely he's got a bright future ahead and so, Carl, so if right. you're listening, keep it up. <laughs> we love you, Carl. <laughs> we love you, Carl. He's my people's too. I'm gonna actually have him as my um, uh, one of my groomsmen at my wedding. So, <laughs> oh, what an yeah, amazing congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. We're yeah, not no, taking no, it away no. from you. This is your episode. <laughs> <laughs> this can be our episode. No, he's great. He did all the visuals for High Vibrations as well. So shout out to wow. him. If you're going looking forward to. It. And uh, second last question. Get into the memoir but yeah we made it through um in an industry that is you know, constantly evolving how do you navigate uh, the challenges and stay true to your artistic vision uh, while adopting to or adapting to the changing trends in music Oof, that's a big one uh, yeah. um i mean i'm i'm very lucky i have good people around me and i have um 
a very humbling family. I have a very large family and they are the first person to pull me out on any BS. Like if I, if I'm ever mm. being out of character or if I'm ever getting too ahead of myself, they are the first point of contact to just bring me back down to earth and remember who I am and why I do what I do. And I also am quite spiritual. So I, I meditate a lot and I go within um, every day for yoga. I do yoga every morning and every night and I meditate every day. So um, it's really important for me to silence my mind because I, I tend to overthink quite a bit sometimes as you do as a creative. Like you mm -hmm. just get overwhelmed and it's very easy to, to go down the spiral. Yeah, you're um, not alone. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely. But meditation and just connecting to myself and connecting to nature. I live near a nature reserve and I go for walks all the time. So like can just grounding yourself and finding ways to just remind yourself like who you are because it's very easy to lose sight of who you are in this industry and i think that's that is the most important thing is to remember who you are because we are all unique and we're all so individual and we bring something unique and beautiful to this world and it's if we just all try and assimilate and become this thing that the industry is moving in a specific way it's it's very dangerous and detrimental to your authenticity so i think i really try and as much as I can stay true to who I am and why I do what I do. Um, but it's easier said than done. A lot of the times you get mm -hmm. caught up in the hustle and bustle of it all. Um, and it's very quick to, um, you can literally, it's a snap of the finger type of thing. Like you can yeah. get caught up in it, but then it just takes one meditation or, or one walk in nature or like put your feet in the sand and just like feel the vibrations of the earth that really, mm -hmm help you remember who you are you know yeah no definitely mindfulness is key i think that we need to always mm -hmm. practice a hundred percent i think just in life in general whether you're creative or not i think the way that the like life is going at the moment it's pretty crazy and it's quite hectic and can be overwhelming sometimes good to but take a pause yeah but yeah just take a second and just breathe you know yeah i think that's the lie of our society that you know we have to keep going, 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 you know, next, next, next. But sometimes, yeah, we need to recognize when we need to take a pause and uh, yeah. step out of the chaos. You know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> awesome. And Julia, when you pass on, what would you like to have been known for? What is like the legacy of Julia Lostrum? That is a big, big question. Oh, <laughs> um, the legacy of Julia Lostrum. I mean, I just want to treat people with love and respect and just be a good person at the end of the day. I, I hope people, I hope I can make art for the rest of my life and hope that that can live on and be of value in some way, shape or form. Um, but I think I just really want to be able to have experiences with people and and leave them with something the way that we talk or the way that we um i don't know like exchange energy i think that's probably the thing that i want to leave people with is how i've left them after i've had a conversation or hung out with them or even if they've listened to my music is that exchange of energy um hopefully a 
little more brighter and a little more positive than I left them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess just bring the good vibes, bring the high vibes to everyone. Yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, that's Julia Lostrom. Thanks for joining me. Uh, it was a, definitely a pleasure. Great chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.